Support for the Taking Over the World podcast has been brought to you by no one yet because we don't have any sponsors, but definitely working towards it. And if you want to be a sponsor for the podcast, be sure to drop us a line. Visit our website, www.blakethebrain.com. Hey, Guru, turn me up. Taking Over My World is appreciating the journey. Taking over your world means owning it. I think taking over the world meaning that you are making a big impact on the world. Welcome to the podcast where we discuss the pursuit of life goals and the failures and the struggles along the way. And I remember I came home, I couldn't even feed myself. And my dad broke down, you know, being emotional. That's an emotional thing when you see your child who's full of life, like me, have nothing. And so many people are getting to the point where they're like, I just don't know what I'm here for or, or, or what I should be doing, man. Because you take the leap of faith and then things start crumbling. I'm your host, Blake the Brain, and this is Taking Over the World Podcast. <laughs> so you go, are you going to be politically correct on this podcast? No, Come I'm a little not. closer. Put your earphones on. I don't know if you know we live. I'm not. Huh? I'm not. Hold on. This is back right here. This is back right here. Hold on. This is back. I'm good. Hey, what's there up? You, say, you, you see how you sound? And we going live too? Am I going live on you here? You can go live if you want to. I'm not. Maybe for a second. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not too long. Not too long. You know what I'm saying? Just to get it started, but I'm not trying to go live. Though. Nah, you ain't got to. Right, see, my, this is my theory. This is what I always say to people when they say President, my former President Barack Obama, doesn't do anything for Black people. Well, I, don't quote me as saying that. I never said that. What would you say? I didn't say you don't do anything for black people. We done a lot for black people. You just said two minutes ago. No, I didn't say he ain't did ish for black people. I didn't say that. I said she said people have that argument. I said yeah, a lot of people do have that argument too that he did shit. I didn't say he did shit. He did shit. I ain't saying that. Why would I say that? I say the best president we ever had. All right, so the next. best president the United States ever seen was Barack Obama. Okay, don't do best. that. Listen, D- best. Listen, you already opened up the gate. You know, you know, take it on the world podcast is about. No, no, no. Listen, the ticket of the world podcast is about keeping it a hundred. We gonna keep it on. Keep it a hundred. We ain't have a debate at Dirty Bob's, clean bills, whatever you want to call it. Two weeks ago, if President Barack Obama did anything for black people. Right. And what did you say? I'm Rimmer. <laughs> <laughs> but I know how I feel right now. <laughs> I don't remember how I would have said on in the po- the post house. I'm in the post house. <laughs> I'm gonna say in post the house. <laughs> post house ain't been here in ten in years. In um, ten years. But I will <laughs> say what I feel now. What I feel now. Uh, what do you feel now? Oh, it's a simple question. He could have did more. He could have did more? And when when people that's really so pro Barack, they'd be like, what could he do? He couldn't do nothing. He ain't the black president. The, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Listen, you see, you just said that was what I said I two weeks ago. Now he, now he remembers what I'm I said. I'm telling you what I'm saying now, my position now. Okay, well, my first thing I, is. I would never say he did nothing. I would never say that. I always tell people, people say he could have did more. Honestly, okay, keep me, keep me the phone. People say he could have did more. He, right. he didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And my number one question is, what was he supposed to do? Um, and when I ask people that question, they can't give me clear and precise answers. What was he supposed to do? I can answer if that. You, I don't have no problem. Okay. People never answer that for you? They don't have an answer. I, don't, I, I would never put him in a position on what he's supposed to do. Well, how can I, you I, say somebody say did what nothing? he could have done. They said that people that's say he hasn't done one. anything for the African-American. Yeah, that's sad when people say something minority. Like But I say, up, okay. Y'all? It's the boy D. Reed. We all um, live with um, Taking Over the World. Yo, taking on the wild podcast is going down, man. Blake and this is the pre. I, we, I'm here for a whole another reason, but we got this little pre thing that we got to get out the way. That's oh I yeah, feel. no, 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 no doubt. Let's go. Listen, okay. I, I'm um, gonna open up. The, I'm well, gonna, I think we get to the point where we don't have. To, we can't say somebody's supposed to do something. 
I think it's wrong to say, well, he's supposed, no, nobody's supposed to do nothing. But where I'm at is that he could have did something, you okay. know, and that is spoke more on our behalf of explaining people really in a thorough way about us. You know, he tried to do it early in the career. I did see him do that because he was talking about his mom used to come down and had to clinch her purse. And people don't understand how it feels as a black man walking down the street and see another race come up the street and they cross the street and all that. I remember him speaking on that a little bit. Trayvon Martin. Yeah, and, and oh, trademark, that, yeah. That yeah, but I'm saying we have to, that's obvious, you know what I mean? That's a nation, that's a national subject that's going on, like, it was right, at the time, it was right then and there. He had to say something about that. If y'all go back and look but at the But what history. I'm saying is, I just think that people need to thoroughly explain, and I, I don't want to make it seem like this, explain our struggle, but I think that it's important that somebody that's in power speaks on our behalf because, you know, a lot of people are listening to him and not us. So are you saying on the record that he did not do that? No, I'm not saying he didn't do nothing. I, w- I will point out 30 times when I he did I was going to say he did nothing. I, will I would out never say that. I always say I would never say I'll that. Always... I would never say he's supposed to do something. <laughs> Me, I just think you really could hey, wait, Because hey. he went for the... Um, I mean, even with the gay rights this situation, he spoke. He did. Th- it's a lot of changes. You know, you know big up to them. Uh-huh. You know, we got to be right with that. You know, big up to them. They, You know, they got their, <laughs> they got their uh, agenda, you know what I mean, taken care of. And he started that. So you saying that? So you saying he stood up more for for huh? Get, get oh right. no! I think, I'm, I'm gonna say that not only stood up, he spoke out more. He had a daggone meeting on on live TV with the lady. You know, I forget we was talking about her. The, you know, mm-hmm. the one that beat cancer. You know, and just say, you know, I have evolved. You know, what do you mean you have evolved? Well, as far as gay marriage and stuff like that, he said he has evolved, and that's cool. If that's how you feel. You know what I mean? That's fine, but he went his extra mile to make sure that a lot of rights got taken care of and a lot of special rights for them. And with us, it wasn't and we didn't feel that. All right, before so, we, look, we didn't even start the podcast because you know we got to do it. Well, listen, listen. I don't even know. First of all, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Taking Over the World podcast. We are here with no other in the one and only mm. Mr. Derek, also known as D. Reed. What's Clap good? it up for him, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, we ain't really got nobody here in the yeah. studio, it's but you know, it's just sad like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> we got an audience. Thank you on um, Instagram and all y'all for checking. Listen, out. we we got we got one person. We got my assistant. She's here, pressing yeah. the record button. All right, now D. Reed, what's up? You know, mm. I, you know what, D. Reed, you're one of my favorite people. You know why you're one of my favorite people? Because I, you know, we was having this discussion when we go when we go out to eat. We go now, ladies and gentlemen, we go out to eat on some Sundays, and we yeah. just have like 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 a brotherly conversation. It's about where life. we at? Tell you, I tell everybody. Dirty Bobs, Dirty Bobs, or clean bills, or clean bills. And I, I love the fact that his real name that. is Bill. His real name is Bill, but everybody called him. Dirty but we've been Bob. going Bobs for a long time now, years, and we've been all we always called it Dirty Bobs. Dirty However. Bob. You know, you decided to ask him what's his real name, and he told you Bill. Clean Bill. And we shot, We was all shocked. Yo, shout out to Clean Bill, which is going to lead to a whole other topic <laughs> later on. <laughs> We're going to talk about that. But no, we got, <laughs> we, like, we got a little bit of time. You know what I mean? But the main thing, you know, we, we talk about, I said, listen, if if you're friends with, if you're friends with somebody, mm-hmm. first and foremost, or, or like especially family, friends, or whatever, you should be able to have a debatable conversation Agreed. with someone and for, the, for both parties to speak their mind freely and the other not take offense to it. I agree. And that's why I love having a debate with you because like we have a debate and we don't take offense to it. I don't no. one time one time D Reed was mad at me. My fault, he's my barber too, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my god. And he gosh. messed my hair up because we had a debate. Uh-huh. He ain't like what I said. Don't believe it. So he gave me he, he pushed my hair along. Okay, I'm just playing. We ain't gonna mess with the <laughs> brand like that. But today you're here on the podcast. Yes, sir. And, you know, it's about taking over the world, pursuing your goals, dreams, yeah. and aspirations. Yes. Sir. And the failures along the way. Yeah. And yeah. right now, you got a book coming out. Got a book coming out. Wow, mindset go. Mind about mindset go. Set mindset go. Mindset go. What it's is kind of like ready set go. It is kind of like ready set go. When you and, and what made you come up with that name? 
Um, it's funny. Um, of course, I think everything starts at the mind. So mm-hmm. it's the beginning. It's like you, you was in a race, you know, they say ready, set, go. So instead of yeah. ready, set, go, I'm going to say mindset, go, because I believe everything starts with the mind first. Um, initially, the word mind, the uh, title mindset, go was actually the first chapter of my book. And my, one of my boys is going to love this, Yusef Allen. I let him get a sneak peek of the book. And I had another title at the time. Um, and he didn't even worry about the title. He just read the little section I told him to read. But when he got home that night, he said, boy, that mindset go going to be good. Right, right, that mindset right, right, go. He just kept saying that. I said, you know that's not the name of the book, though. He said, but I saw it. I said, yeah, that's the first chapter. But, I said, but it stuck with him. And then it started to resonate with me. And it stuck with me. And I said, you know what? I called him back. I said, Seth, that's the title of the book, mindset go. What was the title before? Um, I can't tell you what the title of the book got. I can tell you what the title is. It, was it a porno name or something? <laughs> Why would it be that? I know. That's what <laughs> I can't tell you the title. Oh, it was another, yeah, we it was another, it. another we title. We didn't clear that. We, we didn't yeah. clear that. Yeah. Well, but it's, the goal, but the it's a reason why. And it's something yeah. part of the book, too. That's part of the book, too, that I kind of don't want to release it in a sense. Right. But, yeah, but they're going to find out. So so what is so what is yeah. Mindset Go? What is this book about? Um, This book is uh, more of a, a motivational, inspirational book. Um. I think there are a lot of what I call self-help books. So when you go to this um, bookstore, you look for a self-help book. Is that, is that if that's what you're in the market for? Um, this book is more of a um, know yourself book. Mm-hmm. So I think it's way more important for you to know yourself before you can help yourself. It's kind of like you know when people go to the doctor, he asks you a bunch of questions for a reason. Number one, you go in there for help, but he needs to know you first. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because once he get to know you, your family, what you've been through, and all that type of thing, your history. And then he can give you a good diagnosis on how to help you. And I think a lot of people go for self-help books, but they don't even know themselves. So I wrote a book based on you knowing you and finding you, which Mindset Go. And the subtitle is um, You're Bigger Than You Know. You know, um, it's a roadmap to finding you. So it's a self-know book. And I want people to really get cornered, you know what I mean, and, and really take a look at themselves in the mirror. Back themselves up against the wall right, right. and get squeezed, you know what I mean, so they can find out the real them and know their purpose. I got that. I'm, okay, so that makes sense, right? That makes sense. That makes sense. Makes sense. Now, and one thing we talk about is, uh, like you just said in the book, is finding mm-hmm. yourself and purpose. We definitely talk about purpose a lot mm-hmm. here in the podcast. Now, I'm asking you this question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you found yourself since you're writing a book about it, right? Yes, like un- so, unreal. Unreal. Who are you? Who's D. Reed? Um, I think, uh, well, I know. Let me say that. Oh, oh look, uh, six dollars. Yeah. Let me tell you, let me, even with the book, and I use a lot of analogies, um, just like if you got an orange, you squeeze an orange, what comes out? Orange juice, because that's what's in it. Um, I think life has a way of squeezing us and the stuff that comes out of us, rather it's a bad situation and, and bad stuff come out, then we, our job is to correct that. Um, the good stuff that comes out of you, and what I mean by that, like say you lose some, a loved one or something that you never thought you could make it past, but what squeezed out of you was the strength or the endurance or you know even patience, stuff that are the good things that we need to capitalize on. Um, what I found out in um, writing this book is that it squeezed me. And again, the bad stuff that came out that I felt like I had to fix, I had to fix. And then the good stuff I, I'm capitalizing on now and using it. Um, I'm an inspirational tool. I'm a vessel. Um, I'm here on this earth with a purpose mm-hmm. to um, progress, to be productive, to multiply. Um, I think we all are. And it's funny because I think we all got special people that are special to us because they're close to us. Mm-hmm. But I have come to realize that no one's special, but we all important. 
and I realized how much um, of a piece of this uh, masterpiece puzzle of this um, life that we are part of, and we're connected. We all need each other. So with that being said, um, me being an inspirational person um, as a, a light to help you navigate through life. You know you're going to get killed when you get home. When, you, when your wife sees this podcast, you know that, right? Well, I said that. He said, nobody's special. You're like, I'm not special? I said, well, I said, I I'm not up. special. I, I had your you kids, are, player. Well, you know, I said, that's why I had the disclaimer out there. I said, listen, <laughs> people that are close to you, you consider them special. But in the <laughs> big book, general message, I'm about to say, nobody's book, special. Everybody's important. Yeah, no so, yeah, yeah. Your book, girl, you sell out because they could be like, D. Reed did buy his book. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, no, I'm kidding. Look, look, we're kidding. Yeah. We're kidding. You know, I'm joking, mama. You know. Oh, we, that cam- we got camera right there, too. Yeah, too. yeah, we got double cameras. Oh, hey, what's up, y'all? Now, now, now <laughs> one thing that you mentioned, you was like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you got squeezed. Whew. And you had to overcome some bad things and, mm-hmm. and, and some of those things. What, are, what did you have to, to squeeze out of yourself? What did you have to overcome? Um, well, it's funny. I learned a, a lot about myself. Um, it's the, the weakness I learned how to, one of the weaknesses that I find out in writing the book that I'm highly sensitive. You know what I mean? If a lot of people don't know. It's something so called, I know. Yeah, a I high know. H. And I'm, I'm cool with that, even to be a man, because, yeah. again, okay. I know who I am. You yeah. know, so it doesn't you know bother me where I'm confident. Because yeah. um, there's another side to that, too. Um, being um, highly sensitive sometimes, I it was considered a weakness to men to even be emotional. Be vulnerable. Uh, yeah, vulnerable yeah. and showing sensitivity. That's not really popular in the man code. Which now I definitely in the black culture. The oh, black definitely, in the black definitely in the black culture. Black and growing up in the Riverside projects in the hood, you know what I mean. You yeah. can't be sensitive, emotional, and all that stuff. You can't. Matter of fact, it's still today. It's certain songs that we may play at my business. They're like, man, playing them little sensitive songs yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And this is the men talking, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. little they know that you have to be able to tap into that side. Um, with me, I'm already highly sensitive, and I'm a cancer too. Shout out to the cancers, you know, we sensitive people. What month is that? On uh, June. June? Yeah, uh, yeah, we sensitive. But yeah. however, that so that's the part that being a man that it may be a struggle with or was a struggle with, but once I came to grips and realized, wow, that's part of my makeup, then what's the positive side? Well, the positive is that I'm sensitive to other people's feelings and emotions and um, intuition. Um, it's like, you know, even being sensitive, I can pick up certain vibes of rooms and stuff. I'm coming to the room and pick up the vibe of the whole room yeah. because I'm so sensitive. You know what I mean? Um, it, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, but and, you, and I'm being Come real. Start crying. She's like, you are in my head. Like, don't, don't drop a tear. Y'all cancers out there. Don't drop a tear. But this is real talk. Yeah. Um, that even a man can feel like, you know, not, he's so sensitive. No, I'm not that, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. However, I'm aware of that, but I use it to my strength to be more um, compassionate about people. And that's part of my compassion too. See, I didn't understand why I care so much. Why I worry about, you know, people that are struggling or why I want to help the world. Why I want to people to experience a better life. Again, this is all tied into mindset go yeah. because I want you to be able to experience life and be an experience and a fulfilled life um, with purpose. Because if you miss your purpose, you missed it. You know, you're just existing. But, you know, you can actually exist and live. Um, again, so I found that as one of my weaknesses. Well, I turned into one of the strengths that, wow, the strong part was I care, you know, about people and what they do and what they go through. Now, two questions for you. I, I, love, I love this, man, because one thing about this podcast, you know, we could, and, and, you know, we do got some questions. I, I've been knowing D. Reed, man, since I was, like, been a Boys and Girls Club. I mean, freaking... Yeah, like Browns. Eight years, Browns, Boys and Girls Club. Like, yeah. like, ten, like 13. I, was, I would say like 12, 13 when you started working. I always heard about you from... I don't know. He, look, he, he was in a group. 
He was in the oh, middle group. Man, he used here to we sing. Go. Here we go. He used to sing. Oh, what was the name of the group? Oh, we was you. in the group called For You. Just for so You. Know. Um, and I don't mind that because we used to open up for 112 and we used to, you know, do that road <laughs> right, stuff. Right, right, and right. Um, also, we was at Apollo and went like four times at Apollo. So, that's what's Teen up. Summit. Like, I don't know if y'all remember Teen Summit. You'll tell I'm 1970s baby. You know what I mean? 80s baby. So, right, yeah. Right, right. New edition and all that. So, right. you know, it's funny because me and a friend of mine, we, I probably was cutting his hair then and we just wanted to get up on stage at the talent show. That's mm-hmm. where, you know, really uh, derived from. And shout out to Howard. Wildcats, me and Brian Simpers. Right. We said, man, wouldn't it be nice to do the Howard Talent Show? So we ended up doing a talent show and grab my brother and somebody else, and we ended up being good. And your brother's still doing music, though. And he's still doing music on the music studio, uh, Studio 505, so yo, in Wilmington, Delaware. Yo, shout out to Studio 505. Yeah. Give him a plug. You know, we shout out. We Frederick support. Reed, what's up? That's my twin. So a lot of people don't know that. I didn't know y'all were twins. We're twins, see? Three. I just thought both of y'all just had like a big smile with yeah, like well, you know. huge teeth. Yeah, that too. Yeah, that's yeah, 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 we twins. We joke, we joke about you. Look, oh, we I good, can, yeah. We, yeah, we just yeah, holly sensitive, head, y'all. Y'all know yeah. I'm this. I'm great going. So. Look, look, all right, Blake, I'm done with your podcast. I got to go. You know what I'm saying? This is, I'm done. I'm too sensitive. Look, I told you this oh is one my of my sensitivities. It's going to come at me. Nah, but on a more serious note. Yeah. And we talked about purpose. Yeah. Everything. What do you say to someone who's trying to find their purpose? Because I know, I, yo, man, I talk to a lot of people, mm. and uh, especially, you know, they be like, "What's taking on the world?" I'm like, you pursue your goals, dreams, wow. boom, right? And I talk to people, and I always ask them the question: What's what's the number one reason why you're here in life, right? Mo- I would yeah. say most, right? And, and most people outside, I said outside of religion, right? We ain't we ain't yes. gonna take it there. We yeah. not taking it there. I, I said, what are, what are you here for? And, and you know some people besides you know procreation all this yeah, stuff. This, you know, this podcast and got deep like go this got deep. real yeah, dope. Go like look, look. I hope look, tell your friends to watch this because this this Listen, is some deep stuff. Go let's ahead. Go down. Um, and I say, what's the number one purpose? Right. And I mean, what I think to be true is to be happy. And certain things I say, materialistic stuff don't make you happy. I say when you find. Matter of fact, mm. I'm, I'm not even gonna say it. Mm. But I will let you answer, and then I give like my, my little little two cents on it so you know somebody who's trying to find their purpose what would you say to them wow it's um it's funny because again i have a bunch of stories and a lot of things that i talk about in mindset go mindset go is a lot to do with purpose and finding your purpose is you know in my career which you know i own the barbershop and been a barber for years i get to see so many walks of life like so many different people going through stuff and so many people are getting to the point where they're like man, i just don't know what i'm here for or, or what i should be doing man and, and and it's 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 um it's almost disheartening a little bit because what they're saying is that they want to be a part of it. What they're saying is that I want to do more. I want to be more. I just don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. So I, um, and, and you know, and it's 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 um, it's not being taught right. That's that's how I feel. And I have a a, a way that I kind of navigate them through finding their purpose. Number one is your gifts and talents. Mm-hmm. Those are things that we don't pick. You know what I mean? You got everybody got some type of gifts or some type of talent that was pretty much bestowed on them or given to them. And those are things are connected to your purpose. Mm-hmm. So you don't have them for you know just for anything. You have a gift and you have a talent for a reason. And you got to find out what that gift is for. Even if it's singing, you know what I mean. Everybody can't sing. Some people are given a, a voice mm-hmm. to sing. Um, some people are good with their hands. Some people are good with talking. Some people are good. Whatever that gift and talent is, that's the starting point for your purpose. Now, what happened is, well, what if you don't know? Well, that's, that's I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's a lot of people don't know what their gift is. Don't know what their talent is. Don't even know what their even if even I think some people think they have a talent or they do have a gift, right? But they might not feel it's their purpose. And, and me, me, I think like I I think that I have a gift and a talent to be able to like if you give me a microphone, I can host any event, right? Mm-hmm. And it, and that's just from not even practicing, but we're working on the you craft. You just now. know, you we're, gra- we're, yeah. I mean, even to, like without even. 
like I had to learn some things. Like, okay, cool, I got to work on this craft to really use this gift. And that, that's right. just the God given. I can talk to anybody. Blah, 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 and you know how to talk. Right. Or you got to get the gab. Get the gab. Whatever, 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 whatever. All that stuff. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? <laughs> but I think that is the talent that I was giving. But I think I want to use the talent mm-hmm. to fulfill the purpose. And the purpose for me is not with, it's not necessarily with that talent. Mm. It's okay, I can talk to people, I can host, boom, 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 boom. I think my purpose is to help people to go back to the hood. Right. From, to go back and say, listen, you can be, you, you know, people thought they're, you don't want to be agree. a product of your environment. I yeah. say, no, you want to be a product of your environment, a good product of a your good environment. Product. It's people, a good product. You, they always say, you, yes. you got to be a bad product. Yes. You be a good product of your environment. Exactly. Show, show cats you can make it. So when people see, you know, Deep Reed, oh, he got the shot, boom, boom, boom. Oh, he became an author. Now mm-hmm. they say, I can become an author. Because most people grow up in the hood. I mean, Yo, we had this conversation before. When you grow up in in the black culture in certain neighborhoods, and the reason why a lot of us want to be rappers, mm-hmm. something dealing with entertainment, because that's all we see. That's all we think we can become. I mean, you might get a few people that think right. I want to be a doctor, a lawyer. Right. You get a few, but you don't have. I don't. I don't. It took me until I turned thirty to actually believe that I could become a millionaire. Before that, it I never never thought that I never like really honestly thought I could have been a millionaire. No, I did not believe I could unless I hit the lottery. I didn't believe that I could be that big, and and nothing against any other culture. I say you know, um, you know, they're Caucasians and you know whoever you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. You know, we love them all, but they do have a head start. But they're they're taught that you can go be anything. That's why they are the ones who start the businesses. Like the tech companies and all this well, stuff. Well, you know what? It even derives back when we were young because they asked a lot of questions. You know what I mean? We weren't allowed to talk. You don't talk when grown people are talking. If you ask grown people when, yeah. talk, when they come, hey, boy, you don't talk when you're talking. I was just going to ask you back. You know what I mean? Right. We grew up like that because I was instilled in us, which is really sad. It's really you know, sad. When um, other races say, no, you talk to people, you look at men and shake their hands. When we go into the doctor's office, you look, you ask them questions and um, things like that. We weren't, we weren't taught to... Uh, you know, ask questions to adults, you know, stuff like that. But actually, you actually touched on the answer, though, when you said, I have this gift when I feel like, you know, I can use this gift to do things for the um, for um, for the youth and go back to the hood. You know what I mean? Or, you know, I can or I want to do this. Well, the difference is, is is what you want to do and what you are called to do. Mm-hmm. Those are two. Those are two differences. Yeah. And, and we can fight that. You know, what I mean, I could want to be a rapper. But I got gifts to play the piano, you know what I mean, or something like that. But I want to be a rapper. But my gift is in, in, in this lane. And we, if we don't give our gift a chance because we let our wants override that, then we won't find our true happiness or fulfillment because we're not following the path of our gift. You know what I mean? It's about what you want to do and what you're supposed to be doing. But that's what I'm saying. Like, like even, even you saying, like, our gift, like you said, the piano, it, subconsciously we took it to entertainment. You know what I'm saying? It was oh, yeah. like in that case, like your gift can. It, be, it don't have to be that. You right. know what I mean? Of I, know, I know, but the, right, right. you see, like it's the first thing we think, like, like subconsciously, like, oh no, you got the gift to play the piano. Uh, you know, like, and, something like that. Yes. Instead of us saying, "Yo, be the lawyer," you got to not guy. even like you got a gift to be able to be persuasive and argue your point. You're gonna be a lawyer, or you have no, or agriculture. Agriculture, you into trees like, and stuff. You love. We we'll laugh at somebody that so, loved trees absolutely. and plants back in the day. However, we're not really realizing that their purpose was to love plants and animals, and, and basically plants because why oxygen stuff come from that type of thing. And somebody has to take care of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So life will give you that gift and that love and that passion towards plant life. To why to overall protect, protect us and to take care of us. But we t- but nah, you 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 all weak, man. I can't believe you liking plants. Man, you need to be rapping, man. You need look how big you are. You need to be playing football. Yeah. 
that he's missed his whole part, and now he's playing football because he's big and he's six. I hate that because I see a lot of kids coming to the shop that's six five, and the parents going right on the basketball court because he's six five. You know what I mean? And he's sitting there, um, I, you know, D, I want to be a veterinarian. Really? But you playing basketball? Yeah, my mom got me, you know, but I'm 6'5", so I guess this is what I'm supposed to do. That's not true. That's just something either somebody else wanted you to do or the fact that you 6'5", and you feel like I want to play basketball, but your job is to take care of the animals and make sure nobody ain't killing all these, you know, animals that actually keep our, what is it, the ecosystem, right, or yeah. whatever, you know? Something I look at. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but those are the type of purpose. See, and then we get into church now and become ministry. Now, we don't get yeah. the religion. Uh, we didn't go but now, oh, that's your ministry. You know, and they, they touch on it a little bit. They almost, they almost got it. I ain't say nobody has. It. But they almost got it, you yeah. know what I mean? Because it is like a ministry. Somebody is called to take care of the plants. Somebody yeah. is called to take care of the animals. Or even we got a reservoir down here. Somebody's purpose is to take care of that water and make sure we to got clean that. water so yeah. we can live. Because again, we're all connected. So his job is to, you know, do that. And you know, that's what he's supposed to do. But he might want to do something else. But his gift and his passion is pointing toward what he's supposed to do for his overall purpose. Um, what I don't like is when people looking for their purpose and somebody make it seem like you're going to get purpose searched by yourself. And I don't like that because it makes it seem like if I say, Blake, you need to find your purpose or, or automatic, I'm putting you in a corner where like, I got to find my purpose. This is something that I have to find that only I can do. That's not true. That's not true. It's kind of like if we was um, putting together a puzzle, you know, first thing you do is put the, say it's a puzzle of a girl riding a bike on a sunny day going over a bridge. Let's just say it. First thing we do is take the puzzle piece and dump them on the table, right? And then we set the box up so we can see the picture. Everybody does this. So we see the picture. So what we do is we say, okay, well, this goes to the blue sky. So we put all the blues in one corner and say, well, this is for the bridge because she's going over the bridge. So we take the brown one, say it's a brown bridge, boom, and this is part of the bike. So we put that. Well, the thing is that when we put all the pieces together, that belongs to the sky, serving one purpose is to fulfill the sky. Those pieces are different shapes, different sizes, and different locations. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But they all serve the same purpose, meaning that whatever your purpose is, you're sharing it with somebody else, but they probably in Nevada. You're sharing it with somebody else that's in LA. Y'all got the same purpose. So what you have to do is search out for these people that have the same gift or the same talent that you have and start, you know, probing their life and saying, wow. That's kind of like what I like. He got the same passion. Yeah, because somebody need to take care of the water in, in, in L.A. And somebody need to be in Delaware. Yeah. So what I'm saying is even though those puzzle pieces are all in the same box and you spill them on the table, they all look alike. They all got the same. I mean, they all look like the same color, mm -hmm. but they're different shapes, different sizes, and different locations. It's kind of like we are. We're in different locations, but we all serving that one purpose. They was all serving that one purpose for the sky. Mm -hmm. You got to find out what your purpose is and what you're serving, what you're supposed to be serving, who's sharing that purpose with you. I know, like, like you said, I know we, we talked about um, purpose, trying to find your purpose. If you mm. lost, trying to find your purpose. Now, mindset go. Mm -hmm. And you are a little black kid mm. from the projects, mm. own a few businesses. Mm -hmm. you, got your, you got your hair, you got your hair, um, you got your barbershop. Yeah. I want to say... I want to say hair salon, but what, what is the technical term for it? Um, barber, barber Lounge. His barber name lounge. is Barber Lounge. Yes, his yep. name is Barber's yep. Lounge. Mm -hmm. You have a transportation company. Yeah. Right? Yo, easy Transit. Easy Transit, so people need rides. Yeah, man. Holler at your boy. Right? Yeah, man. Forget, uh, forget we get, Uber. We love the kids, too. Well, the kids we call it Duber. Yeah, Derek yeah. D. Reed. All right. Uh -huh. um, any other businesses? Um, other than that, Mindset Go. Um, I'm the president of the board. I was going to say no. you're president, so of, president of the cosmetology board, board right? Uh, Correct. Yeah, I don't think I got no more jobs. I don't really need no more jobs other than being a good that's husband and a, and a daddy. But I say you about to be a Jamaican, brother. I know, right? <laughs> I got I, I one want job. It. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you got man. 10 jobs. Oh, my God. And then the book, so. And then my mindset go. Mindset go. So, right? So, so you got everything you know. 
you got these businesses. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Say, some, say for somebody who just knew you as a barber. Mm-hmm. And they was like, well, what gives you the right to write a book that you think you could be an author? What would you say to them? Oh, it was easy. I think, and a lot of us fail to realize that, well, let me say this. We get mixed up um, what we do and who we are. I always felt, you know what I mean, I wasn't a barber. It was what I do, but not who I am. I always separated my job or career from who I am. And if I take off the barber hat, you know, I could take off, well, I could take off the barber hat anytime. Um, I could take off the business owner hat, you know, and, and throw on something, another hat. Uh, but I never felt that I was, um, you know, connected to my job where I say, okay, I'm a barber. No, I'm not a barber. That's what I do. Don't get it mixed up with who I am. And a lot of people do that with their jobs and careers. You know, they let people put them in the box. And mm-hmm. of course, you know what I always say, I don't know if you know it, but maybe you don't know I say this, but you know, some people that think inside the box and then you got some people that think outside the box and then you got people like me where there is no box. So I, I taught decide, you that, man. I decided that not. D-re- I taught you that, man. so much credit. Oh my gosh, I taught you that. <laughs> there is no box, so there is no limit. So therefore you can't put me in no box and say, this boy is a barber. I mean, I don't, I love the craft of barber and does so much for me, but that's new, I, not who I am. That's what I do. Yo, I swear, y'all. I told so you that that. Sense. I told you that. Right, I told yeah, you. Nah, I'm messing. Nah, I'm messing. Nah, I did. That's, that's that's that's. I mean, you know, I, we you know we hear we hear certain I'm things. I'm glad you wrote right. it down so you can. If see you got it. questions, man. You know, I'm, I'm, just, I'm glad you wrote down what I just said so you can you know. Use that. <laughs> <laughs> so you can use that. Right, What's right. up, y'all? <laughs> all right. So the next thing, like you said, mindset. Go, first of all, mm-hmm. what does mindset? I didn't even going back to what does mindset go mean. Mindset go, of course, is the beginning point. That's the starting point. Just like if you was in a race, um, ready, set, go. You know, instead of ready, set, go, let's get ready, ready. Let's go where it really starts at, and that's at the mind. So we'll go with mindset go, which is more so um, a know yourself book. Again, I was telling people all the time, it's uh, a lot of self-help books out there, but what about the self-know books? So we want to create a new genre called the self-know books. Way more important to know yourself before you can help yourself. So mindset go came from the beginning. It starts at your mind. Mindset go. Mm-hmm. Got the book. You doing things. Yep. Got your business going right. Yeah. First of all, what what is your perception? And we're both from Delaware, from Wilmington, Delaware. We come from these, mm-hmm. these you mm-hmm. know these urban neighborhoods or whatever. Yes. What do you think the perception? What is your perception of Delaware? Do you think it's too big, too small? Do you think you need to move out of Delaware to be to make it big? Um, I think you know every state has its purpose. You know. And a lot of people say, man, I'm going to Atlanta. You know what I mean? Well, you know, Atlanta is going to be Atlanta. You know, Delaware is going to be Delaware. I love Delaware. I think Delaware is a great place to live. Um, I also think Delaware gets a bad rap. Um, and I know about the per capita. And we, in a lot of urban cities across the United States are going through some terrible, terrible times with our young black men. And let me tell you, it's disheartening, man. It hurts my heart. Like, to even know that we're in that conversation as well you know we was in mm-hmm. usa today they had came down to the shop and we were talking on you know us being a barbershop in the shop i mean barbershop in the um, community and um you know how what our what is our take on this um and i try to defend them as much as possible um we're 900,000 people um approximately about 72,000 in wilmington and out of 17 to 2,000 people you know we got 198 i think we up to 198 murders of 2017 which is so sad um I think we get a bad rap still. I still, and my perspective is that it can be a great place. I just think it is small sometimes, and people always use the crab in the bucket, you know. You know Mentality? Yeah, they always use, are you they, talking they, about, they use that are, are you talking about within the black culture or just Delaware? In our culture. I think, well, even, let's just say Delaware, they, you know, even, well, our culture too. So overall, they, we always mention that, which we have to understand that the bucket is not the crab's original state, so we're supposed to be there in the first place. We want to be free, and we want to feel like we're free. 
Um, it's ocean. And then it's not a lot of opportunity here. And when the opportunity do come, you know, of course, somebody's going to try to jump on it first because, you know, it's like almost like survival, you yeah. know, or we appear to hate on somebody that's maybe doing it, something that you want to do. And I don't think it's all hate all the time. I just think that sometimes people are passionate and thinking, why not me too? You know what I mean? I deserve to have a better quality of life. I deserve to have that. Why are they the ones up there? I understand the. So you're saying it's passionate hate? <laughs> that's what that's envy. Like to me. It could be a little envious stuff. But envy. yeah, I think we all experience that sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. be honest, doubt, we all experience that. Like, I should be there. Yeah, I feel like, and that's, that's fair. You know what I mean? Yeah. However, we don't go our, out our way and bash somebody and try to move them out that space. Um, with me personally, I try to even go harder. You know, I, I when I was growing up, I didn't have Christmas and all that stuff all the time. You know, I mean, I mean we have maybe one or two Christmases, you know, that yeah. I can remember. But right. growing up in the hood, you know, um, we didn't always have those glamorous. Christmas and stuff, you know, and I see people on TV, you know, on the Christmas shows that I always wanted the Christmas like that. Right. But I didn't get all bent out of shape and go steal and try to rob and, you know, people and all that stuff. I just knew I had to put my britches up and go hard that, you know, my kids would have a beautiful Christmas. And thank God they always did have a beautiful Christmas because of what I went through and didn't want them to experience. Um, so overall, my perspective of Delaware is not bad. You know, I think it's a, a great state. Um, they call it the small wonder state. Me personally, I'm trying to make it a small, wonderful state. And I can't do it by myself. We just need to understand the importance that we need to come together. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we have come to grips yet that we all are connected. Oh, you brought up an old. You brought up an old. <laughs> oh, know what door he opened. He know what door he so opened right now. Like you said, I mean, nah, but truthfully, you said, like, we need to support each other. Yeah. And, you know, you know, having having a black business and, yeah. and, um, and I want more black business. I want to be inspirational to other young guys to not look at me, oh, man, he got a business, man. No, I want you to open your business, too. Right. You know what I mean? I want you to have a great business. I want you to be successful. Um, they say stuff like, um, you know, black people don't support black people in Delaware. You know what I mean? We don't support business. It's, it may be true to a certain extent, but let's really look at that. What, what black people are saying that they would love to support black people, but they want their business to be professional. I mean, we all yeah, do. Trust me, I know. It's not just I black know me personally. Every, I need, every, I need to step, I had to step up front street. Man, let me tell you something. Black people yeah. don't want nothing more than to be able to support another black business, but they want that business to be professional and do things that they supposed to do. And I'm gonna get, be honest, and it's, it's a catch twenty two with that because sometimes people are just starting out, and we're not fair to giving them a chance, you know. And we, one thing about our culture, we're quick to shut you down. It's like we always got to be the best. You know what I mean? Like if, a, if a, a white girl in the suburb or a white boy in the suburb area open up a lemonade stand and just say they go around there buying, they're going to buy it mm-hmm. and say it's bitter. Well, if it's bitter, then they're going to whisper among each other, listen, she, she's trying. She's doing a great job, but let's see if we can do some type of investment. Let's everybody donate to her so she can buy some sugar. That way, she can make her lemonade sweeter and she can go further in life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they keep supporting her and all, they all chip in and all donate and they all, you know, and maybe they got the money to do it. So, mm-hmm. in, in our defense, maybe they got the money to, get, uh, to do it. However, they will support that business no matter what until it becomes what it's supposed to be. Now, on the other hand, I'm about Blake out there selling some lemonade and it's bitter. Oh, man, Blake got some. This thing is bitter. Oh, man, don't go down there. This thing bitter, man. This thing ain't right. You know, and that happens. So, you know, but again, you know, people want quality service if they paying for their if they paying their money. So it's a lot that goes on. It's just it's hard to look at that whole big pot. You know what I mean? But it's on both sides. You know. But at the same time, black people do want to support black people. So I don't want people to feel like black people don't. We do. We just want it to be right if we don't spend our money because our money is hard to come by. I know. No, absolutely. That's and what I, you know, and it's not easy to come by like everybody else. And and and, and, and I'm gonna bring a point. You can let me know if you don't want to talk about it because I know you came under fire earlier. 
well, towards the end of 2017. Yeah, that's fine. When um, I posted the, something on you Facebook. Post, you posted something on Facebook. Well, what it was was we had um, um, two black soul food restaurants. Yes. They closed. It was yes. Jerry Dean's and it was... Um, uh, Twisted Soul. Twisted Soul. Right. And uh, first of all, both shout out to both of those ladies for even yeah, opening dope, up a shop. Dope, dope, Nary, dope. Um, and, um, uh, Evo. and and yep, she she did. And she both they both of them supposed to come on the show. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, both of them trying to get both of them on the show. Because we definitely want to talk about that. And you came on the fire. Yeah. Um. What did what what did you say on Facebook? And and how do you how do you feel about people coming at you or or? What didn't come at me? Not come at me. The people didn't come at me. Who came at you? You know, the people came at me. Okay. Some people that that's involved with restaurants, you know, kind of took it, you know, to. Well, I took it to a offense, you know what I mean? Right. And my thing is this. So they were sensitive. They're cancer? Um, <laughs> I'm a cancer. <laughs> no, they got sensitive. Well, you said and, they got and, and, no, You know what? And my theory is this. I'm going to be honest. I'm not the type of person. If somebody say they're offended by you, I'm going to, man, you can't be offended by that. I didn't even say, you can't say that. Yeah. When someone, the moment that somebody say they are offended, it is your duty to apologize because you can't control that. And if somebody say offended and you don't even know, you can't. You just can't say that. You have to. You have to go ahead and make that right. So I feel even in that, if I felt like I wasn't trying to be offended, offensive or coming from a negative place, I still have a duty to reach out. I still have a duty to apologize because somebody felt that way, and I don't want nobody to feel that I offended them, even if I didn't think I did or know I did. I, it's my duty to make that right. And the only thing was with me, and a lot of people missed the point. Some people missed the point, the fact that I'm passionate about black businesses mm-hmm. and I want them to do good for a number of reasons. And I, and people that know that I have a business, they know it's professional and I try to do the best we yeah. can. And we don't cross every T and dot every I either. You know what I mean? Trust That's me. real, talk. real talk. However, but to see, you know, at the time what we was about to lose or what it seemed to lose, for whatever reason, I don't know what the reasons was for totally for any of them. However, all I care about is, man, we ain't got nowhere to eat on Saturday night. Because one thing about me and my wife, we go out to eat all the time. You know what I mean? So I wanted to make sure that we got a spot to go to. I don't have to go. I don't have to go. I was bragging the fact that I don't have to go to Miss Tussie's no more. And I like Miss Tussie's, you know what I mean? But Delaware got their own spots now. You Actually, know? got the, what's the, what's the Brie Bull? What's the one that got right on there? They got, I haven't been around there, but I heard about it. And I, I heard a lot of great stuff that, yeah, about it. Matter of fact, the couple of the soul restaurants now that's popping up, and um, I mean, I'm hearing a lot of good stuff about them, period. However, when, when I was hearing that we about to lose some, like, come on, let's help. No, we got to support. I knew we got to support. Oh, my gosh. I knew we had to support. I get this yeah, debate yeah. all the time. I said, we got to support yeah. our own. Say for an example. Of course. Chinese stores been in, in the hoods forever. Right. And I have never seen a Chinese store support the community. Yet. Yeah. I have never no seen No baseball them. games, no t-shirts. I never seen them sponsor no t-shirts. I never seen yeah. them sponsor an event. Yeah. have never seen them go back. But I promise you, the Chinese store is packed every night. Because it's out of convenience. I mean, Blake, you're hungry. It's out of convenience. I understand what you're saying. It's so true. But as I'm saying, when are we going to say, yo, y'all don't help us? Why are we helping y'all? Because we want that chicken fried rice. And that, but that, that goes back to the mindset go. The mindset. The mindset go. I said, man, I'm not. man. Look, look man. Ready, set, go. I'm mindset going to Waltz. I know Waltz closed at 10. I love and Chinese that. stores stay open to sometimes 11, 12. Right. But we go we go to Chinese store, we get chicken. Yeah, get chicken. Well, we think it's chicken. I like Waltz too. <laughs> you know, I think you know what, Blake. We, you know chicken. what? It's hard. It's hard. Um, it's just so hard for us sometimes. Yeah. Um, I was watching um, what was it? Scandal about a couple of years ago. There was a scene when it first started, one of the early seasons, where the father was talking to Olivia Pope, and he was telling her the difference between us, our race, and other races, and how we have to do half. We have to do double mm-hmm. of what they have, double hey, of what they do episode. to get half of what they got. Yeah. 
And that's just, that's just how it is with us. You know, we always got to go hard. You know what I mean? You can see somebody that's singing from a, another culture. They're like, yeah, guy, right. But Brian Knight got to sing all the way through the roof just to make it on the radio. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, we do I mean, Wiley said it best for um, Sam Smith's song. Uh, um, when his first, when he first dropped, stay with me. Yeah. yeah. First hit, he said if it was black, if it was a black person, he it, wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been that. Oh, you know what? It would what's not funny? have been that. And I said that's so true. When Sam when Sam Smith dropped that song, first of all, I, I said the same thing. When I first seen Sam Smith, it was on Saturday Night Live. That's when most people in the, like over here seen Sam Smith. He was on Saturday Night Live. Everybody was like, "Who the hell is this?" And I liked it because it had that soulful. No, he, don't get me wrong. He had he that soulful R and B, but it had that soulful R and B vibe. I seen him live. And if you seen his singers, they were African American. Yeah. And they said while they said it, he said if Sam Smith was black. The song wouldn't have been; it wouldn't have been as big as it was. I, I, I agree. And Sam Smith wouldn't have been as big as he is. Mm. Well, what you know about what Warren Buffett? Warren Buffett just said that. I just posted a video like this week, mm-hmm. and Warren Buffett said they was asking him an interview about his life. He said, "Oh, well, if I was, you know, if I was black, I would, or if I was a female." He said, "If I was a black or a female, oh yeah." He yeah, said, I seen that. "My life would been totally different." And he totally was different. like, "What three richest man in the world somewhere?" He's up, of course, he's yeah. in the top five. Yeah, um, and he has a great lifestyle you know what i mean he's real humble you know what i mean and yeah. it's humble house humble car yeah, he, he still drives him. and he was he's up there in age yeah, however but genius. he said he made a point that and that's something i think something is wrong with that but even i give him big ups for recognizing that that yeah. it is a little bit harder for us we got to do double of what everybody else do to get half of what they got and we're struggling you know what i mean i see i know, I know we do we do yeah. we do have to yeah. do more yeah but and i tell people too at the same time but like we can't let that stop you. I agree. Gotta keep going. I, I don't think it should stop. We can't us. like, all right, you're gonna play victim or you're gonna like go get it. Now we, now I get it. I'm not, and trust me. I I'm not. That. I'm not saying. But I, this is what I tell people as well. Even being black in America right now, we talk about you know the injustice and all that stuff. You know, mm-hmm. brutality. Yeah. But I say, would you rather live anywhere else? I'm saying we still we're still blessed because people in third world countries would kill to be able to have your electric bill. And we complain about having an electric bill. We complain about whatever. And I'm like, you know, people would kill to have a bill. People yeah. in Puerto Rico don't have no electric, cuz. Yeah, but we don't we don't be consciously thinking about that. I, I, I know I that's what I, I I will never complain. Right. I will you will never hear I don't you can ask yeah. one person, Blake Saunders when I won't complain about the heat. But I think well, no, I mean like, I understand that. All that is true. All that is true, people, but when you, you know, feel that you're treated unfairly, no, you I'm not, treat I'm not unfairly. I know, that's so true. You know, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that that's right. No, you're right. It is wrong. Like with me, I made it out the hood. It you is know so I mean? wrong. I made it out the hood. And, and it's funny because every stereotype, if people watch my pattern, they say, well, black men are lazy and don't want to work. Well, guess what? I opened up two or three businesses. Well, black people just want to live with their mom. Well, you know what? I own a couple houses because you know I mean? I'm in real estate too. Or black people don't read. Well, guess what? I wrote a book. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I always try to counter that, you know? But I can't expect everyone else to do what Derek Reed done you know because i know the challenges that's involved in that and sometimes you're not brought up or taught right you know of course i I would say that my mama did the best that she could big ups to my mom at least read she's a heck of a job with you know what we had in the projects you know what i mean and we done we experienced moving from house to house and all types and i talk about this stuff in mindset go i talk about i touch on my lifestyle you know Mm -hmm. where i came from just to kind of give you a background and history of what i had to go through too um and but I don't look at somebody. I, it's hard for me to look at somebody and say, "Man, you can do it too." Uh, I don't know. You know, what I mean, it depends. You know, everybody got different walks and different you know lifestyles, and I don't know. I don't know how hard you had it. I don't know, but I know that I'm here to inspire you to let you know that it's possible. 
Yeah. I mean, absolutely. You know I, mean? I mean, that's a that's a. Whole I'm here to let you know it's possible. I want you to know it's that's possible. A, that's you a know? whole another conversation. We ain't gonna dive in. We'll be here for two more hours. We're, we'll be here for know, two, two hours. More. What's up, Facebook? We'll be here, yo, we're we here, here for two, two hours, more hours. But man. listen, it's all about mindset go. So we talk about mindset go. Mindset go. Okay, back to the book. Yes, so yes. mindset go coming out yep. February 11th. February 11th. Um, two things. Yep. Where can people get it? Mm-hmm. And secondly, after somebody reads that book, right? They read mindset. Mindset go, you're bigger than you know. Bigger than you know. Uh, mindset go, mindset go, like uh, the comedian, uh, Instagram. Anyway, <laughs> um, when somebody's done with that book, mm. how much growth should they have had after reading that book? That's just if you can give percentage. Like, what what should they take from that book when they're done and be like, hey, you know what? After this book, like I learned this or I right. learned that. I, I when wonder, it's all said and done, what do you want, like, the end result for that person to feel when a book is done? After I, want, they read I want to awaken them. I want to be that that um, them coming into a dark room and somebody while you was in a dark room hit the switch. Mm-hmm. Like, say you was in a dark room and you're just looking for something, but it's hard to find. You're going to the room and the light bulb out. You know what I mean? When you was little, you know, I was, yeah, go out there, get your coat off the bed. But we had they had pity pat night, so they used to take all the coats yeah, and throw them on the bed. Yeah, yeah. Up in somebody's room. Yeah, kids, some of y'all, you know I'm gonna tell my age, but you know, oh, yeah. go up there, get your coat. We gonna leave. That's the card game. Card side. game. So we go there, get our coats, but it's dark. You know what I mean? Yeah. But one of them kids come in there, switch the light on. Man, they got my coat. I found it. Right, right. That's how I want mindset go to be. I want them to read it and feel that. Once they're done, somebody turned on the lights and somebody exactly knew what everything was at that I was looking for. You know, I touch on a lot of things. I talk, talk, touch about, uh, I talk about purpose. Um, I talk about your gifts. I talk about things that, um, like some, one of the chapters in the book is called Free the Hostage, which is actually one of my favorite chapters. And it's called Free the Hostage, I think, at chapter 10. Um, and this is about, you know, more so, and without giving giving away, about freeing yourself, you know what I mean, from past hurt or, for, or things that, you know, hold you down. You know, a lot of people got a lot of baggage, um, Blake, that you don't even understand. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I talk about this story where I was at an um, event with all women. I was the only guy there, but I was invited to an all-women's event to, you know, kind of be the male voice a little bit, you know. And I was a little, you know, scared about going, but you know what? These women invited me, and I was honored. I was honored to be there. You know what I mean? They invited yeah. me to come, and I learned a lot. Uh, another compassion thing, you know what I mean? A little sensitive thing. Sensitive, but yeah. A lot of One of my favorite <laughs> chapters about, you know, baggage. And, and not only do women got baggage, men got a lot of baggage. We got a lot of baggage. It, it might be even worse with us if I could say that because a lot of times we got to hide our stuff because we got to be macho. We got to be have our chest out. And, you know, it's not about that all the time. But growing up in the hood, you was taught that way. You know what I mean? You wasn't taught to get in touch with your, you know, inner sensitive side and have compassion and love and yeah. care and stuff. Stuff like that, but uh, overall, I want people to read it and feel like the light's been cut on. He mm-hmm. said exactly what I was feeling that I couldn't articulate. He said exactly what I was looking for that I couldn't find. You know, what I mean, that's where I'm at with mindset. Go. Um, we got a book. We got a title in there. Number uh, chapter two is time currency. Time is the most valuable asset I think we have because we can lose it and can't get it back. You know, but we look at money as the most valuable thing. You know, we need that money. Everybody getting that money. But a lot of people don't even have money to invest in their dreams or invest in their vision. Well, guess what you do have? You're rich with time. Mm-hmm. So you got to, just like you, a millionaire who invests his money to get a positive return, you got to learn that, that you got to learn and understand that you're rich and you got to invest your time in things that's going to give you a positive return. You got to invest your time in people that's going to give you a positive return. So we, I touch on that. Um, I, I talk about uh, your circle in your corner. Right now, we talk about our circle in our corner. People are like, man, that's my circle. 
But guess what? Your circle is good to have, and I think everybody should have a circle. But your corner is necessary. And in my set go, I break that down too. So and it's an awesome analogy with that. It's just, the story is just so dope. So dope. So like, dope. Where, so where can <laughs> so where can people get this light bulb on February 11th? Um, right now, if you want to pre-order, you can go to mindsetgobook.com, Facebook Live, mindsetgobook.com. Mindsetgobook.com. Um, I want to be honest. I want to draw as much traffic as I can to my website. You know, it mm-hmm. will be on Amazon too. Um, for those Kindle readers, you can go at the Amazon right now and pre-order. Um, I think it's uh, Amazon Kindle, so mm-hmm. you can go on that and um, pre-order the book. You go on to mindsetgobook.com and pre-order. Um, the book come out February 11th, and my goal is to make sure everyone that pre-orders and shout out to all you guys that pre-order. Oh my gosh, man, it's a lot of y'all. Um, that pre-order, I really appreciate, and I have a special surprise. That well, let me say this: I'm working on a special surprise prize for you guys because i want to make sure that you get your book early you know um and also a book signing coming up i haven't launched a date for the book signing yet because i'm still waiting some stuff for um the book is in formatting right now which is good you know it's fine um and after that i'm going to launch a release date so people can come and buy the book there and those who already have the book um come there and get it signed by me and I will elaborate and talk about the book and have a little conversation and food and all that stuff. So I don't want, you know me, Blake, I don't do stuff ordinary. Is it going to be Chinese food? No. <laughs> no, it's soul food, please. It if you're a soul be food soul restaurant, food, please hit me up. I need somebody to cater to the event. So hit me yeah. up on my inbox. Hey, yeah. D-Reed. Hey, D-Reed, now before we get out of here, uh-huh. I like to do one thing. We, ask, we all like to ask our guests three questions, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing that comes to your mind really quick. Boom, boom, boom. I want you, you know, I know you could talk for days. I like wrote, that. I like wrote, that. Because I'll try to put people on a hot seat, too. Yo, but, you know, it's cool. I know you wrote a book. I know you got a lot to say, but you got to be quick, precise, to the point. One word? Huh? Not one, one word, word, no. Okay. Just, like, just really quick with it. Okay. I'll try. All so, right. That's what we're going to do first. Three questions. Three questions. And don't hit me with that. He going he gonna to tell me the questions, right? He going to give me the questions, but he going to tell me how to answer them. No, I'm just saying don't hit me with that bull. Keep it real. All right. That's a thousand. Yeah, let me kind of shout out to my family, too. Can I do oh, that to that then? Yeah. What, All you want right. to do right now? I just want to shout out to my wife, Kay, Taiki, Taiki Sheree. I see you watching this, so look, she's doing the fitness stuff, man. I know, she, she's oh, been working hard. She's a beast, ain't she? Yeah. So uh, shout out to Tyree. That's her name on Facebook. Um, I just want to shout out to her who has the um, Firm Gear Fitness. And my kids, man. I'm about to say, about shout out to kids, huh? I'm about to say, shout out to Kayla, Mariah, you know, that's you my gonna, crew. You going to shout out your guys at the shop? Oh, his image barber lounge. They the bomb, ain't they? Yeah, they, they working on something big, man. I can't even tell nobody. We on a contract. What kind of stuff is that? We can't even talk about it. But anyway, shout out to his image barber lounge. Who's on the contract? Can't talk about what we doing right. big. Right. Unbelievable. But yeah. Hey, mindset go. Mindset go. You ready? Go. Mindset these questions? go. Yeah. We'll All right. First thing. Let's go. Tell the world. Mm-hmm. What is your biggest regret? Education. My biggest regret is not taking school seriously. Even into even as a grown man, not taking school seriously when I was young, not really studying, taking you know we wasn't taught that we wasn't taught to get in them books, we wasn't taught that it was cool to read and learn math and you know be educated and have our vocabulary using words like serendipitous and all the types of vocabulary mm-hmm. words that are out there. Um, that is my biggest regret to the fact that it even hurt me today. That when I get where I need to go or we need to be, I'm considering going back to. Um, Further my education. It's so funny that you mentioned that. That's that's my one regret. Well, we're gonna get that oh, thing about so, me. Ain't about wow, me. So, yeah, yeah. All right. Second thing. Huh? Tell us what has been your greatest failure. My my greatest failure. Um, wasting time. Hmm. I, after um, writing in mindset, go. Um, I felt myself grow, 
it's, it's funny because you're writing a book that actually is teaching you to, and it becomes therapeutic to you. Um, so wasting so much time and not knowing the value of time. And, and I, I didn't never want that to be something that I realized now. Yeah. And I tell young people when I meet them, they say, well, I'm trying to do this and I ain't rich. I said, how many are you rich? And they don't, never, I was at an event, uh, Raising King, Shonda Pitts put on an awesome event uh, last Saturday and I was invited to there. And then the kids, um, I asked them, who in here rich? Nobody raised their hand. Because of their perspective, they're looking at money. I said, no, you're all rich. Matter of fact, you're richer than me because you have more time. You're young and I don't want you to waste that. And one of my biggest failures was not using, utilizing time to the best of my ability and investing in things and people that was going to give me a positive return. I waste a lot of time, and I'm trying to get that back as much as I can. It's hard, but I'm just trying to make let me, so I'm trying to make up for that. Okay, well, see, you ain't getting time back. You said yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. One I'm thing you can't get back is time. I'm trying to make up. Yeah, get so, that yeah. back. Just right, to make up. Last thing. Mm-hmm. What does taking over your world mean to you? Oh, taking over my world is um, me staying present, staying conscious. Knowing that taking over the world requires me to not try to control the things that I can't control. Um, I think we have a problem with, again, just like I said, we separate our, we, we have a problem separating our jobs and our careers from who we are and what we do. Again, I, I'm not a barber. That's what I do. Um, when it comes down to, um, how can I put it? Uh, kind of lost my train of thought. I don't want to put it. I, I just had it. Oh, my God. Well, listen, um, Forrest, what I was going to say is about, repeat the question again. <laughs> Go ahead. Hey, what does taking over your world mean to you? Taking over, being conscious, separating, that's what it is. So separating your career and stuff from who you are and separating yourself from your mind. One thing about your mind, you can control two places, and that's the past, what already happened that you can't control. And in the future, you know, what you don't know is going to happen, you can't control. So you want to be able to separate your mind from who you are and staying conscious. My thing, taking over the world means staying conscious, staying present, and controlling what you can control. Hey, there you heard it best, man, no, d <laughs> Control what you can control, but what you can control is purchasing my set go yeah. February 11th. And if you're seeing this podcast after February 11th, just make sure you go to purchase it, Amazon.com. Also, make sure you Mindset go to MindsetGoBook.com. My man D. Reed, I'm Blake the Brain. It's been Taking Over the World Podcast. We'll see you all next time. Cheer! Yeah. You all right, boy. Once again, I would like to thank you guys for taking the time out to listen to today's podcast. Really quick, do me a favor. If you haven't subscribed, please go do it right now. Head on over to our website, www.blakethebrain.com. Hit the podcast section and be sure to subscribe to make sure you receive emails every time we post an episode of the Taking Over the World Podcast. Also, if you know someone who will be a great guest for the Taking Over the World podcast, be sure to drop us a line on the website in our message section. Also, if you want to, man, you can just email me at T-O-T-W podcast at gmail.com.